What is up, everybody? That's right. That's right. If you've made it here today, you are witnessing history or something. It is the 400th edition of The Box, episode of The Box, something of The Box. It's something. Thank you. All right, good night, everybody. (laughs) Ah, man. 400. 400. Jesus. Why anyone would do 400? Why, Why anyone would do 400 of anything is just beyond me. Like, I just... But yet, here we are. And for the 400th episode, I have decided to uh, move my microphone. Yes! Thank you. Thank you to me. I have moved my microphone over to the left and uh, above me. So, uh, if you're watching this in two weeks on the top 20, you will have to tell me what you think. so funny the only reason i'm moving it is for the optics of it like this is as vain as i get ladies and gentlemen this is this is it this is the top of the vanity vanity uh puzzle or vanity vanity pyramid that is the hard rock lunchbox um yeah oh that's a nice smack that's quality radio right there (laughs) thank you very much so, I feel like it's time to tell the origin story of the Hard Rock Lunchbox again, seeing it's the 400th. See, my, my parents were killed, and they were very rich, and they left me this fortune and this butler. Oh, wait, that's not my origin story. <laughs> Given the relationship I have with my parents, I mean... It doesn't sound so bad. I mean, I know it's terrible to say. But <laughs> uh, the origin story of the Hard Rock Lunchbox is a very simple one. I, um, you know, what's funny about me? <laughs> Besides nothing, let me let me just share this with you. It is so throwing me off that this microphone is here. <laughs> It's like you ever ever been like working and somebody's like standing right here. Oh, it's like one of those. <laughs> but, I did it by myself. That's how sensitive my microphone is. Wait, I can do one of these. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I want to know what other show is bringing you high quality entertainment. So anyway, back to the origin story of the box. I, uh, this is what is uh, I think is a funny, peculiar. Uh, about me, I was um, I was I was listening to uh, the Cruicide podcast a couple weeks ago, the one that Annie Stoic co-hosts with Beef, and it's basically a lot of uh, roadie stories. I, I, I've been recommending it because I really like it. It's like it's behind the scenes roadie stuff. 
uh, and I was a huge fan of that show, Roadies. Uh, and I've always dug the behind-the-scenes aspect of anything. It's one of the main reasons I have this uh, show, right? This whole show started as a sort of behind-the-scenes sort of look into what it's like to be in a band and stuff. Um, but they were talking... I don't even remember who they were talking to, but he was just constantly failing up, <laughs> right? And there, there are definitely people that do that. But he was, like, you know, working at... I think he said SIR... Uh, and they walked in one day. They're like, "Yo, man, can you can you set up drums?" He's like, "Yeah, man, I work at SIR. Of course, I can set up drums." And then uh, they're like, "Yeah, man, do you want to go on the road with Joan Jeff for like four months?" And it was like basically like, mm, "Okay." And then he just like learned how to do everything else, and like just kind of been in the right place at the right time. And other people drag him along. Man, I am digging the fat under my arm. Look, I got a swivel, man. I'm so old and fat. <laughs> Sorry, that was my inner voice. Sorry that came out. <laughs> By the way, in case you're wondering, let's bring you real quick the uh, allergy report. Uh, yes, Bob, the allergy report is uh, all trees are trying to kill you today. Uh, back to you. All right, and we're back in the studio. That was the allergy report. I have spent my life taking care of trees, and I swear to God, they're trying to kill me right now. But anyway, sorry. Uh, where was I? Probably nowhere. Um, something, something, something. Oh, so a lot of advances, or not advances, that's the wrong word. A lot of new directions in my life and career have been driven basically by other people. Um Sorry. I'm not picking my ear. I'm scratching it. Uh, I could pick it if you want, but uh, I'll just... I'm going to save that for my Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of things in my career have been driven by other people not willing to take no for an answer. And it's just shy of bullying, really, if you want to break it down. Uh, it's somewhere between pestering and bullying. And... I am so grateful for the people that do that because I I was I was just saying this morning like I'm so bit like I, I was saying I was saying to Mikey this morning like it's the 400th lunchbox I'm like and I really wanted to do something special and he's like well what do you want to do and I was like well I want to do something special and the reality is I just I ran out of time I I, I ran out of time I'm working a lot there's a lot going on uh, you know with soccer and stuff like a lot of bullshit going on with soccer. But, um, and the, and the band is doing a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm trying to finally get my hands or my head around this, this new song that I worked on. We've been rewriting As You Run, which actually I felt so good about after the last practice. I was going to play it for you today, but the reality is it's just a room recording. And of course, Tony wasn't there because Tony's been working nights for the past couple of weeks. So it's like a real crap recording, but I was so excited about it. I was like, let's play it anyway. It's like the one rule about like, don't ever play songs that don't sound, anyway, um, but I've been happy about that, and we've been, whoa, I almost totally gave away the cover we were working on, but I was working on that, and that one's almost done, and just a bunch of stuff, and I just, I simply ran out of time, and and more than that, like, I run out of kind of creative time, like, creative time, like, I'm, like, there are definitely times when you can be creative, and you're just sitting, you're driving down the highway, it's like, oh, man, I'll do that, you know, like, it, it comes to you, but sometimes you really need to put yourself in a space where it's quiet and conducive 
to thought. I mean, like, you don't have to go to, like, a monastery or anything, but, like, you do have to, like, not be worrying. Like, did I leave the oven on? Because that's not super creative when it comes to content for the box. And I was thinking, like, maybe I could have people call in and be like, you know, what about the time you were on the box? I was even going to try and, like, reach out to, like, Howie from Machine Elves and see if he would do, like, a news report. Because Howie used to do a news report, like, every single week. That's literally why I have this sound effect. <laughs> And this one. Right? That's like the newsroom. Like, you know, good morning, Mr. and Mrs. American, all ships at sea. Like that. And then I had this one forever. I was going to reach out to Andy and see if he wanted to do, uh, you know, learning with Andy. I mean, that was like the second longest running segment that we had on here. Plus, you know, I had a whole bunch of other stuff. I was going to see about that. And I was going to, like, you know, get bands to call in. Not necessarily be like, you know, what does the hard rock lunch mean? box mean to you because the answer is like no absolutely nothing is dj still doing that show like wow what a waste of perfectly good air but <sighs> anyway <laughs> so what was i saying oh so i didn't have any time to do anything creative but i was thinking oh so oh yeah i'm just gonna do drum solo really quick it's weird like it frees up this whole space now that i have this uh, ugh, this uh, the microphone on my lap. It's really changing the whole dynamic. The whole feng shui of the room is, has left the building. Anyway, so a lot of times in my career, people have basically just pulled me into doing things. And I'm super grateful for them because I traditionally just work too much. And, like, I am a workhorse. Like, I, I have a job in front of me, and I'll just do that. And I don't necessarily always see other possibilities or don't engage in other possibilities because I just don't have the time. And not only do I not have the time, but like, I'm also somebody like, I just, I never really want to do a crap job. Like I, I just don't. It's actually one of the reasons it's, it's actually the reason I don't do, uh, you know, more projects with, with Mikey and Jimmy, because they dedicate real time to doing some of these things. And I just know that I I can't dedicate as much time, and, and the and the funny part with them is they're like, you know, anytime you can, you know, give like is always good, and that's true. And I'm always I always feel welcome, and I always feel like my ideas are appreciated. And anytime I can step in, like we always have a good time. But like the reality is, like I don't have time to do like like they're doing their 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 uh, bacon is my podcast. Which by the way, this week's episode I really liked with the the band falling through April. I thought it was I thought it was really good. They definitely had some technical issues, and it's hard interviewing with people. Um, like across, like when there's multiple people, like it's one of the things I don't like about Zoom. But we'll we'll talk about that. But I really recommend it, and I recommend it because they are a super relatable band, not all that much off of bands like you already know. Like they're, I, I don't know what the steps are, you know, the ladder rungs are, but like, you know, they're they're a working band for sure and a touring band with management, and they've made that decision to do that. But you know, I don't think that they are making enough that it's their pr- the primary primary job, and certainly not right now. I'm sure they, they have stuff to do, um, but like it's it feels like they're attainable as opposed to like you know you can't go talk to like Bono from YouTube, like, and I like that, and I like that that middle ground of still relatable. Like I've always found that like, with bands like like Bubba Flax or like the Vera Union and stuff like that, bands that I look to as what would be my next steps like what am i aiming for now like of course i'll be shooting for the moon but like before i get to the moon like i would go to you know texas first or 
you know, Florida, Cape Canaveral and stuff like that, that kind of stuff. I'm always interested in stuff like that. So it's a super good interview. Plus, they did a hell of a lot of research. I feel like at the end of the day, Mikey and Jimmy knew more about Falling Through April than anybody in Falling Through April did, except maybe Dan, who was, like, super interesting. And yet there's another super happy Funland story in there, which I thought was funny. So feel free to check that out on Stranger TV while you're checking out the new episode of the Top 20. However, so I don't have the time to, like, devote quality to a lot of stuff. And um, the like the pulls in those directions, like once I finally acquiesce and give in to doing something, I really do try and give 100% to it. And I really try and be reliable and, and quality-driven. I've done that with the band. I've done that with the work. I did that with soccer and stuff like that. And the reason I bring it up is because it's important for the Hard Rock Lunchbox because the origin of the story is basically... Uh, Artifacts, who runs New Regal Radio, and I've told this story before, so if I'm boring you, I'm sorry. It's too bad. You can go listen to another Lunchbox if you want. And um, uh, he wanted me to do a radio show. I was posting a lot on social media about all these bands I was running into and all these bands I was playing with that like nobody around here would ever see because you couldn't afford to really come out and play on Long Island because, as anybody knows, if you're going to be on Long Island, you have to bring like 20 people or whatever. And, you know, if you're from out of state, like, you can't bring 20 people to Long Island, you, you, to a Long Island. You just can't. So people won't put you on. So I was talking that up, and it was roughly around the time I was starting all the new-to-you new stuff where I was actually putting my money where my mouth is, like, kind of exactly what I'm talking about. Like, like all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this full-on, and I'm going to talk this up, and I'm going to bring bands here, and I'm actually going to, you know, support them so they can play because they're awesome, and they'll make fans here, and then the next time they can bring their own fans stuff like that. So. But I was posting a lot of stuff on social media about, like, this band is great, and this is why, and you should check them out. And um, Artifacts was like, you know, you should do a radio show. And I, I, I think I laughed. <laughs> I think I might have laughed out loud. I was like, I'm not doing a radio show, dude. Like, I have a full-time job. I've got, like, kids. And, like, i got to, obviously, I, and at that time, like, that was, that was, like, when Rebel 9 was doing 100 shows a year, 100-plus shows a year. Like, it was not a Like, it doesn't sound like a whole lot, but that's, like, every weekend, for sure, or multiple days in a week. And, like, I was going into the city all the time doing unplugged shows. Like, we were we were a working, working band. Um, so I just I didn't have any time. But, like, he kept on me for, like, months. And then, finally, we were playing at, uh, fr- uh, not Fretfest, we were playing um, Six Flags Great Adventure during the summer concert series. And we were playing. We had we played like two sets or whatever. And he he came, he's he's from New Jersey, so he came to see the show. I gave him some passes. And came to see the show. And in between sets, he came up. He's and I'll never forget. Like we we're sitting on the we we're sitting basically on lawn furniture backstage because it kind of like overlooks the lake where Six Flags does um, where Six Flags does fireworks. And we're just sitting there, and he pulls a chair across from me, and he just says, "He's like, so man, why don't you do a radio show?" <laughs> And I was like, man, all right, tell me everything. And he was like, we'll give you software. You know, you can do it from home. And just give me, like, three hours. So give me, like, three hours a week and, like, just do a radio show. And I was like, well, okay. I'm not going to do three hours. I'll give you two hours. And can I do it uh, Thursdays at noon? And he was like, well, that's... I said something along the lines of that being like an odd time to do a radio show. And he's right. Like, it is. Um, but it's the way I work and the way scheduling works for me. It's like that's a time when I'm almost always available. Well, not available, but I'm always 
consistently somewhere. And it's usually in my office. So it's just super easy to just bounce around and do that. And so he was like, yeah, man, absolutely. I think if I had said I want to do it from the moon and I want to do exactly 122 minutes and I'm only playing bands that begin with the A, I think at that point he would have said yes anyway because he just wanted me to do it. And so I did it. And on August 1st, I think, of 2013, I did my first uh, Hard Rock Lunchbox, and I have been doing it ever since, (laughs) roughly 400 times. And what I mean about when I dedicate myself to doing a project, like I really do, I do this project wholeheartedly. I do it because it's fun for me. I do it because every now and then it's important, especially to the people that listen. Like I think Mikey had messaged me after last week. He was like, that was a good show. I don't remember if it was last week or the week before. And I was like, yeah, man, I feel like people laughed a lot. And like the rest of the day or the week just wasn't there for a couple of hours. And I, I truly think that the oasis of this show, not only for me, but for other people that listen, is just such a nice thing. It's, it's one of the things that always makes me like really happy that I still coach the soccer team because like for that amount of time like nothing else really matters like my band doesn't matter what's going on there like I'm busy you know training these kids to play soccer and a lot of times like even though the show is a lot about like what's going on in my world and stuff that's just for content you know that's just you know I, I find that a lot of things that I go through are not just stuff that I go through and 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 so like we can talk about that as a group and it's, you know, a, a version of therapy for me. It's a version of therapy for other people, especially when I get messages after the show. It's like, oh, my God, that just happened to me. Or, or that was a thing in my band and stuff like that. Like, yeah, man, there's a lot of that. And I'm not pulling, you know, the curtain back at Oz or anything like that. But I am saying stuff that, like, happens. Do you know what I mean? Like, this, this like, when I was talking, like, the top 20 this week, it, it, I'm talking about, like, opinions and how I fight with my band and stuff and how, like, kind of borderline childish it gets like whenever I just disagree with something like it doesn't mean like anything's worthless it just I just disagree like and and, like having those conversations like I heard from several other bands being like yeah this is like every day in my band it's like yeah man of course it is like my band isn't special we're just a rock band from Long Island having rock band problems from Long Island problems and you know adults that you know are trying to work together that are passionate about their ideas and you know, social structure in there, and then the corporate hierarchy of stuff in there. Like, these are not, you know, we're not splitting the atom, like, at all. Believe me, there is nobody in my band, you know, qualified to split an atom. Certainly not on purpose. I mean, like... <laughs> but it was funny, because I was thinking uh, this morning, as I, as I sent that message about... Um, having wanted to do something special about the box and uh, about the 400th episode. And I realized that, like, maybe that is what's special about the box. (laughs) Maybe it's the simple fact that there's literally nothing special about it and it's just something that we do. And we enjoy it and we enjoy it for now and it's easy and it's comfortable and we just get to hang out for a little bit. Like, who knows... Maybe once everything fully opens, everybody disappears again. I talk about a lot, like, how I've had, like, listenership kind of shift over the years. Like, there are, there are people who used to listen to the show on a regular basis don't even speak to me anymore. Like, I don't even, I don't even know why. I mean, I, I, I know why for a couple of them, but I don't know why for all of them. And that's, and that's you know, it's just funny. Like, I, 
I have no idea why Howie stopped doing the news. I have less of an idea why Andy stopped doing the learning report. Like, I'm guessing it's because they had nothing to promote, so there's no real reason to do it. But, like, you know, I I don't know. Like, there was never a conversation. Like, I didn't fire Andy, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, yo, Sexton, your report was late again. Like, I don't care. Like, To me, Andy trying to do the learning report while he was waiting for the train was some of the greatest radio I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> I also learned a lot from that. <laughs> I would I would learn stuff from that segment on on the regular. Uh, like seriously, like I mean, Andy's obsession with like was it frogs? Definitely North Korea, but there, I think it was frogs. Always constantly coming in, and then of course, like you know, Andy's single greatest. Let me see if I can... Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on, I might, I might dive in. I, I might have this. Hang on. Uh, no, there's Cheese Bumper. Cheese Bumper is also good. That's, so we've had some... Well, I'm going to play Cheese Bumper real quick because it just makes me laugh. Uh, where is it? Cheese uh, Bumper. Yeah, there it is. Here it is. I like this one. Hi, guys. This is Giovanna Altube from Tales of a Songbird, and you are listening to the Hard Rock Lunchbox on 99WRR.com. Yeah, nailed it. All right, kid. <laughs> Where the hell is Andy? Is this Andy's? I'm looking for Andy's uh, the greatest of all time things. No, I can't find it. God damn it. Wait, this might be it. Hang on one second. Let's just see. Hold on. This is Andy Saxon and Christian Vasquez. We're doing in-depth reporting at Pooey Ritual 7. Nope, that wasn't it. <laughs> Where? Ah, never mind. But I, hopefully you guys, maybe I'll find it later. But I, I'll find it while we're doing music. That's so That's so unsatisfying. That was one of the greatest. <laughs> anyway, I'll find it. So, I, no, I didn't fire... I didn't... Yeah, and, and hangovers suck. It's absolutely the greatest learning report in the history of, of Andy, but I will find it. And now I'm, now I'm obsessing on it, unfortunately. That, that sucks. All right, so my point was is that thank you for being here. Thank you for everybody that's ever been here over the past uh, 400, uh, I was going to say years because that's what it feels like, 400, 400 lunchboxes. <laughs> and thank you for whoever's going to be here for the next 400. I can't honestly say that that's going to be a thing, but like... I don't know, man. I still like doing this show. I like doing this show when I'm sad, when I'm mad, when I'm happy and glad. I like doing this show on a box. (laughs) I like doing this show with a fox. But will you eat green eggs and ham? I do not like them, Sam I am. Yeah, I have three kids. I got that memorized as F. Anyway, I pulled some fun stuff that we can uh, talk about. Uh, I do have a couple things I want to talk about uh, that have come on in the world, come up in the world, and in my world, and stuff like that. And uh, man, I, this is really bothering me that I cannot find <laughs> this, this clip. I really want that. Um, requests, no. Spot, no. Clips, no. Catastrophe 21, no. <laughs> Producer Dan, no. I don't know. Producer Dan is still mad at me, so. Although, he does have, wait. Producer Dan has a good one. Oh, man, no, that's not the good one. 
Sorry, I know this is terribly exciting to listen to on radio while I'm trying to figure out how to run my show, but, like, I mean, you guys are the ones that, that, that tuned in, so, like, whose fault is it actually? Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do about clip. Is this it? No. Nope. I'm going to stop because all I'm doing is just looking for a file. Uh, I'm going to figure this out, and then I'll play you some stuff, and maybe we'll have some vintage. There's no maybe. We'll definitely have some vintage stuff for you, reflecting back on the past 400 uh, Hard Rock Lunchboxes. Uh, feel free to join us in the chat at, uh, at, well, you can join us in the chat at 99WRR if you want, but we won't be there because we'll be over at 99NRR. Yeah, no, I was just looking for the prices. Is not happy. I just, uh, it's it's here somewhere. But see, now I'm now I'm getting stuck. No, that's promo. Uh, I feel like I just read that. That's Andy. Andy. Okay, October. No, beds. Is it in beds? Nope. It's not in beds because that's the music you're listening to now. Jersey Shore Fest. I have files from Jackknife Stiletto that I cannot play because they are non-Annie recordings. I've, I've been yelled at for that several times. Producer Dan, Radiothon segments. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute, everybody. <laughs> I have hit pay dirt. This comes up again. <laughs> This comes up again. It is in the uh, segments folder, by the way. And here we go. The absolutely greatest learning report ever with Andy on the box. Welcome to this week's Learning with Andy from Off the Turnpike. This is the It's New Year's Morning edition. So, item. Drinking gives you hangovers, and hangovers suck. <laughs> That's all for this week. Next week, I won't have a hangover. Uh, <laughs> still, still one of my favorite things of, of like, literally of all time. Like, and rivaled only possibly by this. Yes, that's me. How you doing, sir? Good, sir. It's been Very a couple... Good. Actually, no, you know what? I'm a little upset. What's up? Why? 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 You know, it's the happy hour, but the prices at the bar is not happy. Oh, yeah. That's my guy. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, kids, I've been doing this show a long time. I don't think I will ever get tired of that clip. <laughs> that right there might be a reason to do another 400 boxes. What do you say, everybody? Come up. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play some music because we're, I don't know, seven hours in already to a two-hour show. Uh, but back in the day, in August of 2013, on that fateful day, I started I started the very first Lunchbox with the most quality opening song you can imagine at the time. Might even still be the greatest opening song. I'll leave that for you to decide, but this is how it all started back then. That's how it's going to start right now. That's what's up on the box. 